Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for a special episode of The Standard is the Standard. Myself, Lance Williams, we're here to talk about one thing. Antonio Brown, but not just Antonio Brown, the Steelers, the Raiders, the past two seasons, the trades that were made, how that turned out, and really, this isn't going to be a long show. Okay, and now before we get started, I do want to mention that Dave Schofield is going to be on tonight at between 9 and 9.30 Eastern Standard Time to talk about the Steelers and the Patriots. He's going to do a burning question. We're going to rotate that show weekly now, and it's Dave's turn. So today, Lance said, we got to do a show. We have to talk about this. And so as the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, the, the main producer of our podcast, I am lifting the third and fifth tag for this one episode. We can actually say AB. We can say yes, Antonio Brown yes. to save us all time. Lance, when you saw, let, let's backtrack. I don't even want to say when you saw the news today. I want to go back to the last 72 hours. All right. So let's give the rundown of, of exactly how this took place since the Raiders picked up Brown. He shows up in a hot air balloon and immediately goes on the pup list. <laughs> okay. So he. <laughs> It gets better. And he goes on the pup list because he was injured. He goes to Paris to get cryogenic therapy, and he doesn't wear the proper footwear. He gets frostbite on his feet. We all saw the scales and all that. It's gross. He finally gets back from that, and now all of a sudden, he's complaining about his helmet. And his helmet is not is out of date. The NFL, he files grievances. No dice. Then he gets fined by the team, takes a snapshot, uh, takes a screenshot of it, writes on it in his Instagram story and posts that in a public forum, basically tagging the Raiders saying, you guys are messing me up here with these fines. And then he goes, he and Mike Mayock get into it during practice. He punts a football. Vontez perfect of all people have to hold him back, which is hysterical in its own right. And so then he apologizes after a potential suspension avoided. He apologizes publicly and to the team. Then news breaks that did you see the YouTube video he put out last night? Yeah, I thought it was a commercial for shoes. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. I was pretty confused. I, I thought it was a commercial. I when I saw that, I thinking, "Holy crap, what's going on?" Well, it turns out he had found out that he was being fined a certain amount of money, which would then eliminate his because of conduct detrimental to the team, and it would eliminate his guaranteed money in his contract. After that, he goes on Instagram today. He wants released. There you go. He's done. They release him today. No guaranteed money owed. Thoughts? Now, Jeff, you know we talk off air, and yes. Jeff can vouch for this. I was going to do a show yesterday called Yeah, I Said It. A.B., a.k.a. Mr. Third and Fifth is Smarter Than You Think, subtitled He Wants to Be a Patriot. I had to nix that show and do the show that I did yesterday about how Steeler fans really hate the Patriots, but not Steeler players. Because at that point in time yesterday, he was not suspended and was going to play Monday. So now, within the last 24 hours, I could do the show that I wanted to do yesterday. And I'm looking at my notes right here, and I have a note as clear as day that reads, I think he will be cut because the Raiders can be free and clear from him. Now, the cap charge to the Raiders from this cut still is $1.2 million of dead money. That's the dead money charge. But, man, to get rid of that idiot for 
they'll take that every day of the week. Does him – that has no impact on the Steelers' salary cap, correct? Because no, they still no. traded him, and that money's still on the books, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The Steelers' right. transaction is done. It, it will clear this year. They're going to okay. eat that whole meal this year of about $22 million, $23 million. That meal clears. They digest that, and they get done with that uh, at the end of this season. Okay. It's – do you really think that the New England Patriots would take a flyer on him? Because he's not. Here's the kicker. This isn't a Josh Gordon that's just looking for an opportunity. He wants paid. He wants he even if he says, I won't take as much as the Raiders were, were gonna give me, he wants money. And when uh, the same day that Julio Jones gets paid ridiculous money, you gotta think he's gonna want something like that. I don't see the Patriots giving him that much, giving him the guarantees that he is going to expect in return for what could be a gigantic headache, as we've learned now the past six months. Let's just keep it 100. Mr. Third and Fifth, a.k.a. A.B., he got bills. I'm going to guarantee you he got bills. Like the way he conducts himself and the way he operates, he's got bills. He's going to be trying to play for whatever, but he's lost whatever leverage he had to try to get big, though. Let me read my notes that I, I wrote yesterday because you asked me the question, would the Patriots do it? And you asked the question generally, why would the Patriots want a guy who's clearly a selfish me guy? Because the Patriots want to win at all costs. You remember that the Patriots are the spy gate team, the deflate gate team. You have an owner that's a rub and tug dude. You have Coca-Cola Chung. You got Aaron <laughs> Hernandez. You got Josh Gordon playing and practicing Ted Johnson when he had a concussion. This is the this is the Patriots. That's the Patriot way. The Patriot way is not do your job. It's do anything we can to win. And because the Patriots, anything they touch in the media turns to gold, they're the only team that can take him on. And there be no repercussions. You know what the media will say when he becomes a Patriot. Oh, that's Bill Belichick. Bill and Tom will handle him. And Bill, I trust. So they think they can manage him with the culture. They don't really care what anyone thinks because of everything I just named. And they want to win at all costs. He's going to be a New England Patriot. So Mark, you're, call you're, you're, you're calling it. At 640 in this podcast, you are saying that Antonio Brown will end up in a New England Patriots jersey by the end of the season. Yes, absolutely. Who else can who else can absorb this hit? It the Patriots are the only people in the media that can absorb this who will not be questioned if they sign this guy because it's Bill Belichick, it's Brady, and their culture of winning insulates them from any criticism and they will not be criticized when they sign them and they have contractual leverage because the guy needs the money we all know the guy needs the money and he's a bad guy so they can pay him on the cheap they can get him like they got randy moss when randy moss ironically enough coming from the oakland raiders was no longer considered Randy Moss. He was a malcontent. He was a guy that nobody wanted. What did the Patriots do? They took no hit. They cleaned up his image, and he went out and got 23 touchdown passes in a season. Mark the tape. Okay, but here's the only thing that's – here's the caveat, and it was a question by Knapp, 1963, 
that I was also wondering, and it's how much salary space do the Patriots have? And Dave Schofield, a deputy editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, says they have about $9 million. Lance, that's not enough money for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is not going to take $9 million or whatever because they can't exhaust their entire cap space on one player based on the fact that if there's an injury and they need to bring someone else in, you have to keep a little bit of space to wiggle yourself through injuries in the 16-game season. That's not enough money. I just I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree 100%. They've done it before. They would do it again. But I just don't think they have the finances to actually get it done. It's going to happen, Jeff. But how? He, how would they do that? He's desperate. He's desperate. No one will touch Antonio Brown right now. He is absolutely toxic. He well, wants the money and needs the money. He has to play on prove-it deals now. He no longer has any leverage to get paid. Nobody will pay him any money with his, with, with, with his antics. He is at. He, he just has to accept what he can get at this point. See, this all comes back to my ultimate theory, and that's he doesn't want to play anymore. And I feel like right. that, I feel like if I, I think that he's more on the Le'Veon Bell, I'll sit out. I won't even play. I'm not going to take nine million dollars to go up to New England, not be able to do anything that I want to do. I'm going to have to be at every single meeting. I'm going to have to be early. I'm going to have to do this. That would drive him nuts. You know, Randy Moss was in the twilight of his career. While most say that Antonio Brown's in the prime of his career, he feels like he can garner more money. He's going to wait for more money. And not to mention the fact that, like I said, I don't think he wants to play football anymore. I think he views it, as you said in your show yesterday, that it is a business. It is a job for these players. And I agree 100%. I think he's sick of the job. <laughs> I think he's fed up. I think yeah, he but he wants the money. Exactly. Well, he, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And so it's one of those situations where it'll be really interesting to see what happens. He can't sign with anyone, I believe, till 4.30 today. And this is being recorded on, recorded on Saturday, depending on when you're listening. So I just think that looking at the, if, if now let's say the Browns are a team that has like $42 million of salary cap space, you know, would they be a team that says, Hey, Come to Cleveland, you can catch touchdowns against your former team, and we will pay you a lot of money. He might be interested in that. that that's man, I didn't I didn't think of that, man. That that um ooh, uh yeah, they have thirty three point seven million in cap space, so they could do it. Here's the thing, Jeff, and, and I agree with a lot of what you said. He's so crazy that your scenario could work and my scenario could work. Absolutely. I mean, there's, not, there's not a right or wrong here. Yeah, because AB stands for, like in my podcast I did a while ago, absolutely bonkers. He's absolutely bonkers. But, man, if you're Freddie Kitchens, you're a new head coach, do you want to take that on? Here's the thing. Because of his antics, he's not going to get big money, regardless of a team having the cap space. Teams are going to put him on Week to week, no guarantees. It's going to be all paragraph five money, no signing bonus, and you're going to literally have to earn it week to week. He's in that world now where he will get no bonuses anymore. Yeah. Now, I don't know this guy's name, but he brings up <laughs> – you'll see when it's on the screen. He says, you guys are sleeping on the skullduggery of Drew Rosenhaus. Now, you bring up Drew Rosenhaus, who's his agent. Let me just say this. 
Drew Rosenhaus is a tremendous agent. Absolutely. A tremendous agent. Absolutely. You, can, you cannot take Antonio Brown's antics and think that that is somehow representative of Drew Rosenhaus. If I were a football player, Drew Rosenhaus would be my agent because that guy, with all that Antonio Brown did, was able to get him out of his deal in Pittsburgh and at one time, and let's be honest, if it weren't for his client being completely moronic, idiotic, whatever adjective you want to use to describe him and his behavior when in Oakland, he would have had like $30 million guaranteed and he just walked away from it. If he would have just said, okay, well, if he would have not frozen his feet off, if he would have just said, I can wear a new helmet, I can wear a new helmet, that's fine. If he would have not called Mike Mayock a cracker, quote unquote, reportedly, and kicked a football, he would be playing for the Raiders Monday night. He would be making that $30 million guaranteed. And that's a heck of a deal from his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And Drew Rosenhaus is going to wheel and deal. He's going to find a team that's going to pay him money. He's going to make his client happy. Don't think that Drew Rosenhaus is not a good agent. He is a very good agent. Well, let me ask you this question. Do they have a deal already? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, speaking of skullduggery, I think they wouldn't be surprised if, if they're pretty close to having a deal in place already. Because yeah. if he, I know he wanted out, but to make to be so aggressive in trying to get out, you know, do you do that with not having some solid, you know, logs in the fire in terms of the next deal? Cleveland, I mean, Jeff, man, why'd you say that? Now that you say <laughs> Cleveland, I'm like, whoa. Like that, because Cleveland is one of those thirsty teams that wants to wrestle that control of the AFC North away from the Steelers or Ravens. And that sales pitch of rubbing it in Ben's face and beating the Steelers with uh, OBJ. Oh, my goodness. That Oh, my well, God. But here's the thing. If, they, if that were to happen, talk about a combustible situation. There's, oh, yeah. only, there's only one football, okay? And you have Jarvis Landry, OBJ, and Antonio Brown. Not to mention guys like Kareem Hunt who will come in after week eight. Uh, Nick Chubbs, that you can't spread the ball around enough. Now, here's an interesting point here, and Joe Shumway says this. I'll put it up on the screen. This could be the perfect elixir for Antonio Brown. He said, what about Antonio Brown to the XFL? Here's what the XFL has, a butt-ton of money. And here's what the XFL also has, no season this year. So they could say, Antonio Brown, what? how much do you want? We'll pay you right now. We'll pay you right now to be the superstar of this league. You will be able to attract other talent, maybe pull some guys from the National Football League, maybe at the end of their career if they're looking for more money to hit that bag one more time, as you always say. But here's the thing. He wouldn't have to play this season. So he would essentially say, I'm going to sign with the XFL. I'm going to make a ton of money right now. The money's going to be guaranteed because they really want me. And then I'll play when they have their season. And I don't even have to play that hard because it's a joke. Tell me that's not a perfect scenario for Antonio Brown. Hey, Jeff, you're Machiavellian. <laughs> Come on, man. I like, you know, I'm used to nice, happy, smiling Jeff. You're Machiavellian. Maybe that you got to, are you a Gemini? Are there two sides of you? I don't know. Uh, I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces, by the way. Oh, so there's two fish. Oh, okay. So that, that other fish is Machiavellian. Oh, okay. That, that is really Machiavellian right there. That is That would be the perfect scenario. I sit out, I get a bag, I then somehow I try to finagle myself out of playing for the XFL and get back to the NFL. Yep, there you go. Now here's the here's the kicker, and let's, let's bring this full circle. 
So the last two years, the Steelers first did during draft during the draft of the 2018 NFL draft, the Steelers traded Martavis Bryant to the Oakland Raiders for a third round draft pick. That third round draft pick was then traded up with the Seattle Seahawks in the third round to take none other than my boy, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, okay? It all now, comes back to Mason. <laughs> <laughs> this year, the Steelers in the offseason trade Mr. Third and Fifth for a third and fifth round draft pick, which turned into third round pick was none other than Deontay Johnson, who I think has a ton of potential as a wide receiver. You Agreed. just haven't seen it yet. And Gentry. Then we don't know. If he can turn into Matt Spath, I'd be ecstatic. Okay, so here we go. I had Dave Schofield write this article for the uh, for the website. Do you think it's possible that the Steelers completely fleece the Raiders for potentially the quarterback after Ben and maybe the next young Antonio Brown type because he does have – Deontay Johnson has a lot of characteristics on the field in the way that they play the game, not so much his antics, as Antonio Brown. I mean – that's yeah. Pretty- yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, anything you get for the guy is an absolute fleecing. But to get the quarterback and the receiver, yeah, because whether Rudolph becomes a superstar, he will be probably the Steelers' next starter. Yeah. And Deontay Johnson will be a starter. Yes, yeah. they fleece the Raiders. The Raiders, hey, I mean, the Steelers, when you want a sucker, the Steelers call the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give credit to Chris Carter, friend of the show, former writer for Behind the Still Curtain podcaster. He's now at DK Pittsburgh Sports. He put on Twitter this. He had it was a pretty long tweet, but it was funny. It said, you know, Kevin Colbert picks up the phone and says, "Hey, John Gruden." Um, I saw that. I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you want for Lima Sweet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, a third to fifth. Let's get more picks from Oakland. Oh man. Okay, now I guess according to some people in the live chat, John Gruden is having a press conference now. I am not going to tune into that, but I want to ask you how bad does John Gruden look? They look right terrible. Any kneecap Mayock. I mean, he kneecap Mayock the next day and they end up releasing That's the guy. You, you 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 kneecap your GM and then you get rid of him anyways. And then you get rid of him anyway. <laughs> they look like absolute idiots. And Mayock is your guy that you brought in. And I I think Mike Mayock wouldn't be bad, but you can't have a coach that's going to throw you under the bus. That, that that's got to be a combustible situation right now. If 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 I would love to see, and Dave, if you're out there listening, which I think you are, I would want to see what the Vegas over under win totals for the Raiders just did, because you know Vegas has adjusted things, and they're probably this thing is about to go down in flames. It went from six to two. <laughs> if if you're Mike Mayock, unless you unless Gruden is your guy, you guys are boys and you guys can work through this pretty quickly. He's on the phone with his agent. Yeah, because he can get back in the booth quickly. I mean, yeah. it's not like if Mayock left the Raiders, he wouldn't be in the booth next week. He'd be doing Notre Dame football, guest commentary. They they'd work it in somehow. Now, here's a question for you, Lance, because you've been around for a long time. You've watched a lot of football. You've had you've been plugged into the landscape. Have you can you think of any situation or player that has been like this in your life that has just been so productive and so good and yet so mentally unstable? And that's what it, I'm not saying Terrell that he's Owens. Terrell Owens is the only person I could think of quickly. But he, but A B takes team- did Tio ever do this stuff? I mean, Tio went from team to team, and he did some stupid stuff. He I remember the 
He was I remember the, up to the driveway. Sit up to the driveway. Drew Rosenhaus is there yelling, "Next question, next question." Yes, yes. <laughs> but I mean, other but Tio, I don't think Tio ever. He never caused fights, did he? I mean, no one. We've never seen anyone put flames to thirty-one million dollars. So no, we've never seen anybody act so stupid that they just they crapped on thirty-one million dollars. We've never seen that. And thirty-one million guaranteed dollars if you just play million football. If you just play football, you go out there and get blasted. I, I, he's not a very smart person. Okay, I have another question. These are the key coming to my head. If you were to somehow, if you put yourself in Antonio Brown's shoes, what in the world is he thinking that he is somehow playing the victim card here? Like I'm, I'm literally trying to rack my brain and putting myself in his shoes with his scenario and thinking, okay, he feels like he's been slighted. How? He's gotten himself out of every bad situation he's ever been in. He's a narcissist. I mean, a guy. I mean, it's hard to. No, you know, I know that. But thing. how is he the victim here? That's he's what he's saying. Victim. He's saying that on social media. He's, he's saying not, that he's people are holding victim. me down. They're not letting me be me. I I don't know. He he's not the victim. I mean, it, it's you know it's very difficult to apply logic to illogical behavior. So I'm having a, a problem, a difficulty trying to explain it. He doesn't think like anyone else. That's why he's Mr. Flaky Feet, Mr. Third and Fifth, and Mr. I'm Always a Headache. That guy didn't catch one pass for the Raiders. He didn't play one second. He never was on the field during a game. He has serious problems. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. It's, 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 this is such a unique situation. And I personally, like, I, I wrote an article um, about when he was going to be suspended. And I said that I had avoided writing any stories about Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. And so um, I, I felt like I'm kind of breaking my own rule. So um, I had to write this one today. And obviously, this should be the last one until he signs with the new team and then we'll have to talk about it again. But Lance, I know you got to get rolling. Let's wrap this show up. Final thoughts on Mr. Third and Fifth. You think he's going to New England? Yes, yes. I think he will be a Patriot. And, and, and by by the this weekend? Is he no, on the side uh, is he on the sidelines for Sunday night football? No, not that quick, but I think he'll be a Patriot. What if he was on the sideline? You know he's not playing this week. Like there's a lot of Steeler fans that think he's gonna hop on a plane and give him a helmet and he's good to go. <laughs> I don't think that happens, but because he mean, lost the endorsement deal, I'm sure. <laughs> for the head for the helmet. Hey, but he wore that Zenith helmet in that YouTube video. Anyways, um, so for me, it's just one of those situations where it's just this is insane. We wanted to talk about it. We gave you guys a little bit of taste of it. Um, we'll see where it goes next. We'll see where it goes next. Remember tonight, check out Dave Schofield. He's going to do the burning question at 9:30 p.m. That's just going to be all Steelers Patriots talk. So tune in. He absolutely. We'll give you all the lowdown on the upcoming game, stuff like that. Um, and then we will be back tomorrow night. It'll be really late for me, but I'll be here trying no, to stay no. awake. Steelers post game. <laughs> um, make sure you check us out. And as always, subscribe to the channel, all our audio platforms, and behind the steel curtain.com for all your Steelers needs. Lance, go ahead and send us out. Tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Amen, brother. We will see you tomorrow on the Steelers post game. <laughs>